I hope none of you have to experience what my wife and I had to go through these last 10 days with my three-month-old daughter, Carmela. On Friday, January 5th, my wife took my daughter to get blood work at Nemours Children's Hospital because we had concerns she had been turning yellow. When they got the results back, they said, hey, come back. So this was four o'clock on Friday. We came back to get blood work for a second time and the results showed there were high bilirubin levels. And that's a big concern. We were not prepared for what was about to happen the next 10 days. We were committed to Nemours Hospital after the blood test showed that her bilirubin and liver enzymes were high and abnormal. The doctors and nurses worked around the clock doing MRIs, ultrasounds, blood work, all these different tests, trying to figure out why is Carmela's levels abnormal? Why are her levels abnormal? What is wrong? Why is she turning yellow? My daughter was turning yellow. She had jaundice, obviously, and they were trying to figure out what is causing this. Eventually, on Sunday, the team of doctors sat us down and told us Carmela is going to need life-saving surgery and we don't have the equipment to do it. And we're like, what? You don't have the equipment to do it. However, we're going to transfer you from Nemours Children's Hospital to CHOP, one of the best children's hospital in the world. So we're like, okay, we got to do what we got to do. <sighs> After two nights and three days at Nemours Children's Hospital, paramedics came in to our room from CHOPS and they strapped my baby girl to a stretcher and they transported her and my wife by ambulance to the CHOPS hospital in Philadelphia, which is about, I think, 30 miles away from Nemours. We got there Sunday night, looking at my daughter strapped to a stretcher, her little body, her little big cheeks all strapped. While it's cute as can be, it's also terrifying because I don't know what's going to happen. This is my little baby. She didn't do anything wrong. This is Carmela Cyani. She's only three months old. And they're wheeling her around and there's little beeping sounds going off. And she's got all these things, heart monitors and IVs hooked up to her. It's a terrible sight as a parent. It's a terrible, terrible sight. Finally, we get the chops. I'm trying not to panic. They put us in this little rinky-dinky room shared with another family. And my wife and I still don't know what, you know, what surgery she's going to need. And is the surgery going to work? And... You know, a million questions running through our heads. We're, we're terrified. This is our baby girl. Again, more tests and prodding and poking of my daughter. They're constantly needing blood work, changing the IVs. I can't count how many times over the 10 days my daughter was pinched and poked and stabbed with a needle. Or they miss and they have to do it again. Or they do a heel stick, which is where they stab them on the heel and they squeeze the shit out of the bottom of their foot until enough blood comes out into a little vial so they can test it. And you better hope that that sample's good enough because then they're going to have to come back. Holding my daughter down as she screams bloody murder as they try and find her little veins because she's got these little chunky arms. It's, it's so, so terrible. It is not fun at all. They keep doing the tests. Eventually, we find out Carmela has two gallstones blocking the bile from her gallbladder to go down to her intestine, her small intestines. The doctors need to remove 
the gallstones to ensure proper flow of the fluids. On Monday, January 8th, 2024, Dr. Peter Mamula and Dr. Alex Koh performed what's called an ERCP surgery. In an ERCP surgery, they stick a camera and tools down her throat and esophagus and try to remove the gallstones. My wife and I are like, okay, you know, this is gonna work. They're, they're gonna clear the obstructions. We eventually get into the waiting room. We're waiting what seems like an eternity. And then the doctor comes in. And the doctor comes in. He doesn't even take us into a separate secluded room. There's still a few people in the waiting room. He goes, the surgery didn't work. And you can imagine we were devastated hearing this. The surgery didn't work. And we're like, you know, what are we going to do? We can't just give up. This is my daughter. You know, she's three months old. We're at the best hospital in the world. One of the best hospitals in the world for kids. So we're not happy. We're upset. We're like, but they did try as hard as they could. She has a little body. They can't cram the tools in there out of fear of obstructing the other organs or causing more damage so that you cannot muscle this through on a three-month-old. We're devastated. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We, we can't lose our baby girl. We can't lose Carmela. She's, she's innocent. She's never done anything wrong. She's only three months old. Why is this happening to her? You know, my wife and I are very upset at this point. Very, very upset. Very worried. Trying not to panic. Trying to stay strong for her. Trying to take care of her at the same time. Let me tell you something. Sitting in the hospital across from a surgeon who just did surgery on your child who tells you the surgery didn't work is one of the worst feelings you can ever feel as a parent. You just feel so helpless. You really do. It's, it's a horrible, horrible feeling. Our hearts sank. Then he tells us most likely she's going to develop pancreatitis from the probing and prodding, which will heal over the next couple days, and then we'll try a new surgery. We're sent back to our room, our shared room, with our baby, who is developing pancreatitis. The surgery didn't work. She's all loopy from the drugs and the anesthesia. And now we have a 16-year-old runaway in our room who's cussing out the doctors and FaceTiming her boyfriend all night till 7 in the morning. And he's trying to convince her to escape, leave the hospital. At this point, I am talking so much crap on Chops Hospital. I'm like, why did we even get sent here? Why didn't we stay in the moors? It was so much nicer, cleaner, bigger, better. We didn't have to share a room. What? You know, I'm, I'm trying to recruit the nurses to come over from Chops. Why not? Why work in the city? It's all shitty. Why not come work at the moors? You know, I'm pissed. I am pissed off. I voiced my concerns to one of the head nurses, and she makes shit happen. We're then put into a private room, and our whole experience changed. I stopped talking shit on Chops. I stopped talking shit on Chops because really all I wanted was my daughter to get fixed. I wanted my daughter to be healed. That's all I really wanted. So if I had to tough it out and share a room with three other people, you know, that's what I would have done. Wednesday, day number six in the hospital, we're trying to figure out the next steps. When's the second surgery going to happen? I'm getting worried. My wife's exhausted because she's constantly taking care of Carmela, soothing her, calming her down. They're constantly coming in, poking, doing all these different tests on her. I'm trying to help where I can. And there's so much ambiguity. Nobody knows when's the next date. 
because they got to get like a team, teams of doctors. They have to get three different departments together to try and do this second surgery, and they don't want to mess it up. Eventually, we find out they're going to do the second surgery on January 12th, which is Friday. So we're like, yes, okay, we're going to do another surgery. They're going to do it. The second surgery is called is what's called a PTC surgery. And that involves radiology along with the GI team and obviously anesthesia. So three different doctors, two from GI, working on my daughter along with the, you know, team of nurses around them. I'm not a religious person, but at this point I was praying to gods, aliens, dead relatives. I even prayed to my late best friend, Dan Casino, just, it couldn't hurt. So I was willing to pray to whoever, whomever, whenever. I didn't care. I, it's worth a shot in my opinion. Friday comes, they take her back for surgery. We give her kisses, we leave the room. And there's always a chance something could go wrong during surgery. So we're, we're trying not to freak out. We're trying not to panic. We're also relieved that she's, you know, she's in surgery, but we're on edge. We're worried. Three hours go by, we get a call. We didn't even wait in the waiting room this time. We get a call. They tell us to come, come back. The surgery worked. The surgery worked. And it was such a relief, such a weight off of our chest, off Carmela's chest, off Brittany's chest. I was so happy to hear those words. The last 10 days were super intense and very stressful. And I just want to say thank you to my wife who stayed by my daughter's side for 10 days straight, 240 hours. She only left Carmela's side for eight hours during the surgery, the two surgeries, the MRIs, and occasionally going to the nourishment room to get some food or water. My wife, Brittany Cyani, is a, she's a beast. She is a true beast. And I'm so thankful that Carmela has the best mom in the world because Brittany really is the best mom in the world. Thank you, Brittany, for taking care of our daughter. I want to say thank you to Dr. Mamula, Dr. Acord, and Dr. Ko for performing those surgeries and saving Carmela's life. We were told you are the best in the world at what you do. And you came through. You came through and you made it happen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are forever grateful for what you did. Thank you to the Army of Nurses and SNAs and phlebotomists, everybody who helped. It was a team effort to fix and heal my baby girl. And I'm so grateful for everything you all did at Nemours Hospital and CHOPS Hospital. The whole medical staff team was incredible. I have zero complaints. During this whole time, I thought a lot about why does our daughter have these life-threatening issues? Why us? What did we do wrong? Why does Carmela have these gallstones? She's only ever drank breast milk. Why does she need surgery? And then I thought about how lucky we are because there are millions and millions of kids all over the world dying from different diseases and ailments that don't have the opportunities we have to come to one of the best children's hospitals on the planet with some of the best doctors in the world. And I am so thankful to be in the United States to have these opportunities.
thank you for listening to our story. And if you take anything away from this, if you have kids, I highly recommend you take them to get their blood work done just to ensure or give you a peace of mind that there are no issues because this could have been prevented and I'm not going to go into detail, but this could have been prevented if they would have took it more serious when we went to our previous first two doctor's appointments. Thank you. Thank you for listening.